Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast, back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer, as always, joined by my co-host, Greg Horn slash Greg Sharp. If you're uh, on the uh, Google Hangouts version, you can see my man Greg over there. Greg, how you doing? Doing good, Flint Nation, baby. Flint Nation. Uh, Greg, big week for your boys. You pumped? Couldn't be more excited. I'd like to play the talking. <laughs> that's it so greg's got the wood tip he's got the glasses he's got the jersey he's, he, all he needs is a goat head and some uh some henny shots over there and uh and that's it that's greg sharp um greg we got a great episode uh, in store for all of our listeners today obviously we're gonna get into all the rankings the previews the recap all the prop bets and uh all the pick em bets that we did we're getting into how we're doing in terms of the record greg finally figured all that stuff out for us and uh, we have a bunch of stuff that's uh, really to look forward to, Greg. But let's start it off with our surprise on the rise like we always do. Who is your surprise on the rise for uh, for this week? Oh, he's turning into Greg Horn now. Greg Sharp has left the building. <clears throat> My surprise on the rise is someone that is hmm. – he's like pineapple on pizza. Okay. He's like Donald Trump. Okay. He's like Yankees Red Sox. He's like PS4 Xbox. He's he's controversial. He's very um, you know, you either love him or you hate him. And because he's in a position of power, because he's a very good shooter, because oh. he's a great guy, and it's because he's our boss and we love him. Oh no. And that's Joey Zacco. The Kamish. Run TMC. Uh, 18 points and a big win versus Shocker, 60-14, 42%, five rebounds, one assist, second highest scoring in the game, and he made more threes than the entire Shockers League team with players that like Terrell Vargas, Quinton Miles, Devon Pratt, who didn't play, Jason Hernandez, um, Ty Alston, who actually had a great game. But he's more than a surprise in the rise, not because he's a surprising that he had a good game. It's just because he showed up when his team needed him the most. Reggie Stewart was one of nine from three. And they really needed a big performance from someone to pick up that slack where Reggie usually would provide it. And Joey said, I got you, Reg. I'll do it myself. And he was looking like a young Reggie Miller out there. And I give Joey all the respect and I tip my hat to him. Got to give the commish all the respect that he deserves for that game. That was one of his best games. And, uh, you know, you think about Joey, all the games he's played. He just told me the other day, uh, so both of us, how he hit a thousand points recently. Um, and uh, he's got a ton of games played from playing obviously in the Rhode Island League and the Connecticut League. If you probably add all the games up, he might have more games played than anybody in Legacy League's history because he's been playing for so long. And I think all the experience that he's accumulated over his Legacy League's career has really given him the confidence and the poise to hit big shots and big moments. We've seen him do it on the biggest stage in Legacy and hit big threes for his team. And now you're seeing it um, in a big game during the regular season in a marquee matchup against Shocker City. So shout out to Joey balling out when it when it really mattered most. Wasn't like he was putting up garbage points against a bad team. He really made big shots and big moments against a really quality opponent, one of the best opponents that he's going to see in the league this season. So a really good game by Joey. Uh, for me, my surprise on the rise is Corey King, Greg. 20 points on 9-16 shooting for Scott's Tots. He was a newly added player, and that's why we have this segment, to shine the spotlight on these guys who are up and coming. Names might be completely unheard of to you, but um, Corey King, new player, first game, his debut for Scott's Tots, and really gave this team um, you know, some efficient scoring and some great athleticism. Uh, really just provided them with a, with a spark plug off the bench. I'm pretty sure he, he didn't start the game, if, if I remember correctly. Um, and, yeah, he just really came in and gave them a ton of scoring and, and gave them some good rebounding, seven rebounds, two blocks and a steal as well. So defensively out there, you know, creating some havoc. Uh, 
in the passing lane and sending some shots back um, the other way. So this kid was really bouncy, tons of bunnies. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a really exciting player to watch and give this team a, a little bit of a scoring edge on some teams that they might be more evenly matched up with. But um, we'll talk about how they did um, in their game when we get into the recap section. But really quick, Greg, real thoughts or your thoughts on Corey King um, in his debut for Scott's Tots. Yeah, I got a new nickname for my guy, CK, the GOAT. You know who you are? You're fucking this. What's his name? Zach Efron from high school. <laughs> you are, what's his name? Uh, Troy Bolton. This is you. And you're about to drop 25 a game, my guy. I got big hopes for you. I'm calling in right now. All star bid for him. Um, I think his, he spells Corey with a K, Greg, so it might be KK. Um, but, Ooh, uh, I like that even better. KK, okay. Um, okay. So KK the GOAT, is that his nickname? I'll, I'll be on that KK. Wait, no, I won't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, Greg, uh, let's get into the recap section of the show. We had Nick Strong taking on the Bricklayers in our first game of the night, and uh, Nick Strong was plus 35, and a, or I'm sorry, uh, the Bricklayers were plus 35 and a half point underdogs against Nick Strong. Um, they did not cover that. Uh, they uh, they lost by a significant margin, 105 to 53 in favor of Nick Strong. Uh, Greg, we both picked Nick Strong to cover, and they did. Um, the Bricklayers did not. Tavar Pierce, your boy, Geo dude from last season, had maybe his best game of his Legacy League's career with 26 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. Mike Vesicchio of 15, 9, and 10 was one away from a triple-double. Ant Vesicchio, if the stats are right, he only took one three-point attempt and somehow scored 24 points. That is not like Ant, but a great game nonetheless. Seven assists, nine boards, and four steals to go along with it. Um, yeah. And that was that's a really good job for them. For the Brick Layers, at least three out of the four players, Greg, if you just go down to the Brick Layers, at least three out of the four of them scored at least 13 points, which is a decent performance for these guys offensively compared to you know what they've been doing um, in the past. So it was it was definitely a better game for the Brick Layers. Um, they were led by Jason Bender overall um, in points, but. Um, yeah, just a, just a game where Nick Strong got to kind of flex their muscle. You see, all, basically all their players had a really good game. Look, they're talking the sh short, simple, and sweet. Nick Strong's coming. They're playing the best basketball they've ever played in this league. But the addition of Chris Leak, they're a true contender. Watch out. Yeah, I really like Chris Leak. I really like what he brings to this team. Um, he's just very calm. He's poised. He's controlled. He keeps himself very well collected out there. You don't really see him ever spazzing out or losing his temper. And I think he just, you know, very mellows this team out along with Ryan Florentine, guys like that. You know, Ant and Mike, you know, they can get argumentative with uh, officials every here and there. So just having guys like this to just keep everybody cool, you know, less text, just, you know, everyone's on the same page now. And, uh, you know, I think that he just brings this team in a, a calming presence and a scoring presence and a defensive presence to just make this Nick Strong team um, just a way better team in general. So we'll keep an eye out for those guys as they're moving forward, Greg. In the next game, we got Redeem Team taking on Scott's Tots. Uh, we had Scott's Tots plus 17 and a half point underdogs against Redeem Team. Redeem Team would cover this spread, um, which I which I chose uh, to cover. Greg lost. Um, I'm pretty sure Greg picked Scott's Tots to, to cover that. Um, and they did not 80 to 54 for in favor of the redeem team. Eddie Whitman with five made threes, 23 points. Greg's at the box score up over there. Uh, Melquan Horton with 21 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, three blocks, three steals. Just an unbelievable game for Melquan. And uh, I want to mention a little uh, savvy move by Eddie Whitman uh, was playing down, uh, down a man three V four to start this game. And um, basically was able to control the clock for a minute, not let any points score. And then the second he saw Melquan, walk in the building he used one of his timeouts and that allowed you know basically the, the play to stop Melquan came in got his stuff on and entered the game 
um, at 0-0. So a really good job by Redeem team to just hold off the scoring until they got their fourth man to show up to play. And uh, just a savvy veteran move by Eddie Whitman. I even told him that's a good timeout. Ed, he looked over and smiled because he knew that was a, was a smart little move there to get his man in and, and take some time off because no one really uses both their timeouts in the first half. So that was actually a really smart way to burn one of those there, Greg. Was that a um, was that a good game in general, you think, for a Redeem team to just come out and blow these guys out after a loss that they took earlier in the season? Uh, no, I think Redeem team's doing what they do. They're one of the best teams in this league, and they take care yep. of business when they need to. And with four players or with a full roster, this team's just as deadly, and they're really showing that they're an elite team in this league, and they're going to compete for a championship at a high level. Yep, yeah. I can't agree. Also, uh, just to mention some guys on Scott's Tots, along with Corey King, Noah Rafone, 13 points, three assists. And Colin Tracy, another game of double-digit double scoring with 10 points. Um, he's been providing some uh, some uplifting numbers from a big-man role for that team. But they need some more offensive production from all their guys going forward if they want to get some more wins. That's the only thing they really struggle with. They have, they have good ball movement. They play good defense. They give good effort. Um, they just need to see the ball go through more. That's, that, that's really all, all it takes for those guys. Um, Greg, game of the week run TMC versus Shocker City. Um, this was a great game. Plus one and a half point underdogs were Shocker City, and TMC would cover this one and then some with an 81 to 61 win. Um, I'm pretty sure I lost that one, and Greg won in terms of what we picked in the spreads there. Uh, but uh, Joey Zacco, 18 points, five rebounds, one assist, six made threes. We talked about him as a surprise on the rise. Um, Mike Slattery, 14 points, eight rebounds. Um, Reggie Stewart, 11. 11, 14, and 9, one, one away from a triple-double, one assist away from a triple-double there for Reggie. Not a great shooting night for Reggie, but just still finds ways to be absolutely insane in terms of his production. And uh, just for, you know, Shocker City, not enough, man. Terrell Vargas at 23, um, but not, not great shooting from three-point range for him. Pooch had 17. Jason Hernandez was one for nine with no assists. Uh, Carmine Sandarelli didn't score, but he did have 13 assists, six rebounds, but... Obviously, you got a guy like Carmine, you want to see him get some more buckets because they're going to need them in a game like Run TMC, Greg. So what was your overall take on uh, this game here versus Shocker City and Run TMZ? Uh, I think this was a classic case of TMC trending upward and Shocker City trending downward. I think that both of these teams are going in completely different directions. I think TMC is on their way to getting their first ship, and I think Shocker City is on their way to not three-peating, but it's early in the season. Uh, Shocker City is the most talented roster in this league. They have some of the best players in this league with Quintuan Miles, who had a great game, Terrell Vargas, who had a great game, Jason Hernandez, I think will get a little more comfortable as the season goes on. And once practice back from injury, I think that the Shocker City team will be perfectly fine. But Run TMC played a hell of a basketball game. Joey played a hell of a basketball game. And this Run TMC team is proving that they're versatile and they can win any of their blowouts or games where they have to grind it out. So I'm very impressed with Run TMC. Yeah, and, and we've talked about Jason Hernandez a lot in the podcast in the, in the past, Greg, and obviously I'm a huge fan of him, his game. Um, he's just such an exciting player to watch in terms of his ball handling ability and his shooting ability. His stroke is so clean when it's hot. It's, 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 it's a sight of beauty. And, uh, you know, it just looks like right now with Shocker City, he's, it's, it, he's giving his effort. I saw him give a really nice effort play where he stripped the defender in the backcourt and went up for a nice slam. And was and was you know really fiery about it too. Like it was, he's a fierce competitor. You know that you're, you're going to get everything you got from Jason Hernandez when he's out there. He just looks like he's not comfortable in this offense. As you're not really seeing him, um, you know, generate offense for his teammates because it feels like he's might be like he's feeling like he's suffocating himself in terms of his shots. It doesn't look like he knows when his next shot's going to come, so he's forcing it sometimes. And 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 it's not like he's trying to hurt his team in any way, shape, or form. He's trying to give them production. 
um, without kind of stepping on anybody's toes. And I feel like that's really tough when you're not the primary ball handler, when you have a guy like Carmine on your team. So him trying to just find his way in this offense might take a couple more games um, to get him fully acclimated. But I think he is a pivotal player for them um, in terms of what they could be offensively going forward, Greg. So real thoughts on that, because I know you and Jason Hernandez have had your fair share of takes going back and forth. He's uh, had that moment at you where he, uh, he called you out in the middle of a game. Um, when he was on fire. So uh, just uh, what are your thoughts on Jason Hernandez this season and what he could be in his outlook going forward? I mean, I just think he needs to get used to the system. I think it's different. Shocker cities. it's – I don't know. It's going to be hard for this team. I mean, they don't. They only have really one, what, Flynn and Redeem. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really interesting dynamic going forward to see how this team evolves after starting the season two and two where – they're used to being nine and zero, eight and one, eight and two. So I'm very interested to see. Uh, I think Jason will step up to this call. I think all these guys will. And I think they'll ball. But I mean, again, I'm just I'm very interested to see how it plays out. I got my popcorn ready. Yeah, it, it's starting to be more like the NBA in the sense where like three point shooting is really what's taking over some of these games. And you saw it in this game with Run TMC. You know, a guy like Joey could could really bury you with his three point shooting. Um, you know, from Shocker City, I think that's exactly what they need. You know, Carmine is a very good shooter, and him not scoring points obviously takes away. Uh, I think Terrell was only one for seven from deep. Um, Pooch obviously doesn't do much of his damage from outside beyond the arc. Very good mid-range shooter is Pooch, but doesn't really take too many threes. He kind of plays his role from inside the three-point line. Jason Hernandez is that guy that they need to step up and bang threes because that's what Jason Hernandez does. And, uh, you know, you saw a guy like Ty Austin – come in and hit some threes and Ty was one of their, you know, more clutch players in that game. Um, so, you know, I think three point shooting, not having Devon Pratt obviously really hurt them. Um, but I think just getting, getting those, those balls to fall from deep is really what's going to propel this team in terms of what they um, can produce on the offensive side of the court. Greg. No. Yeah. I mean, look, I got nothing else to say about Shocker city. They, what they, what their problems are not, they're not good at basketball. So they're fine. They need to figure out other things. It's not that they're they're all extremely talented. And if they fix their shit, they'll win the league. And uh, real quick, Greg, uh, Cody DiLonardo and Mike Slattery, what are these like? What do these guys represent for what they're giving Run TMC right now? Because every time I watch these two guys go out there and play, they're like interchangeable pieces in Run TMC's scheme. They give you elite defense. They finish at the rack hard. Cody was putting bodies on the friggin' floor last night. Um, and, and Mike Slash is such an efficient scorer. He doesn't play a ton of minutes, but just goes out there, chips in 14 and 8, playing uh, big man guys down there, getting banged around on the low block. I saw him even get a little bit banged up. He looked like he almost got hurt, and then he bounced right back up and, and gave a couple more points to TMC. What do you like when you see Mike and, and Cody out there for these guys? They're the glue guys. They're the guys that Shocker City needs to have players in their team play more of a role like that, where they just – they it's – the when you watch them play, the points they get is in one-on-one iso ball. It's hustle points. It's yeah, transition points. Points. Yes, they'll they'll they're so savvy and they're so smart that they'll find buckets where you wouldn't think a bucket is, and that's why they're so good. And again, Slat and Cody are extremely athletic. They're extremely big. They're tall. They're at, like they can run with the best of them. They may not have the best handles, but it doesn't matter because they're so efficient scoring the basketball and playing defense. And again. Run TMC is another team just like Redeem Team and just like Flint where the way they're built is just, I don't know, the way they're built is they're a, they're a sound basketball team. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's any confusion on what role is rich, whereas someone like Shocker, who they played, that's what they're trying to figure out. 
Exactly. Soccer has so much talent. Um, but sometimes it might so much talent isn't necessarily, you know, gonna fix all your problems. You know, like the first year that um Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, and LeBron played with one another, they lost to, uh, you know, that that uh finals game against the Dallas Mavericks, who had one superstar in Dirk Nowitzki. That's it. You know what I mean? But that Dallas Mavericks team was very well put together. You know, they had, you know, a veteran point guard and Jason Kidd. They had veteran sharpshooters and Jason Terry. You know, they had uh what do they call the guy that the janitor or the uh the custodian, uh what's his name? Brian Cardinal, uh, getting rebounds for them and uh you know Sean Marion. They had, you know, you put all these pieces together. You know, they might not be the most talented guys, but if they fit the scheme well, you could go out there and win a championship. I think that's what you really saw in this game. Uh, Run TMC is just more put together right now in terms of how they're meshing on the court. Shocker City still has to figure it out because if you remember, obviously that, that Miami Heat team did figure it out and became a force to be reckoned with. So you could see that happen in a quick turnaround for Shocker City and uh, you know see that going forward with these two teams in terms of what their trajectory could possibly be. Greg, our next game, Toon Squad versus Silly Senders. Um, Toon Squad was uh, plus, or I'm sorry, Toon Squad was minus six and a half point favorites here against the Silly Senders, and they would cover that spread 69 to 61. So, you know, closely covered it. I'm still on Greg over there. He's probably like, what the heck's going on? Um, but yeah, uh, Jaden Battle is just an absolute problem in this league right now, Greg. 33 points alongside Chad McCoy, who's another beast down there on the low block, 19 and 8. These kids, uh, I shouldn't say these kids, these men, because that's what they are. They are men out there balling. Um, these guys are just absolute tanks. Uh, Jaden is is uh, he he's kind of just like the Pat Beverly, but but that can actually score the ball at an efficient rate, at, especially from beyond the arc. Thirty three points, three assists, two steals. But he's just a fierce competitor on both ends of the court. Uh, great defender. He's quick with his hands. Gets a lot of steals. So that's why I say I like I like to see a little bit of Pat Bev in him, but with an elite offensive game. Um, but yeah, Greg, I really like the, the uh, what I'm seeing from these two, and they can just really carry this two and squad team on their back. And I think make make this team a little bit dangerous heading into the postseason. No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think that two squad is one of those teams that, and and Silly Senders too. I think they're both kind of finding their footing. You know, you see Brendan Carey with 21, you see Aiden Kudzdi with 13, you see my boy BB with nine. Uh, uh, Brendan, also, what the fuck? We know what we'll get into it later, but <laughs> whatever you were doing this week, Brendan. I need this to be more. What was this? Great job all around here. You know, three rebounds, two assists, nice job. All right, all right, doing your thing. I need a three, Brendan. But overall, look, so these enters another full team. They're deep, they're long, and I think they're kind of figuring out how to play in this league, and I think they're going to get better going forward. I, believe, I, I really like their chances against maybe a Nick Strong in the playoffs or a sports look, you never know. But as far as this two squad team, they just need to figure out the three-point shooting. They need – to hit more than two three points. We saw with Team Moose, Team Moose would end up losing games always because they could not keep up with teams once they started hitting threes. It happened against the Blue Devils, Shocker City, No Limit, Flint Tropics, Run TMC. You need three-point shooting and two threes in a game. It's not going to cut it. Yeah, no, they definitely, like we just talked about, three-point shooting is becoming something that's really pivotal in terms of what you can do in, in the game. You know, you got if it, it'll really catapult you and hit some down. Dagger shots. You saw it in TMC. Will Hudson hit a couple of dagger shots late in that game, um, and and really sealed the deal. Joey too hit hit a big three. Slat hit a big three. Did the did the toilet bowl. Um, but the next game, Greg, get your uh, get your Greg Sharp all all set to go because the last but not least, the Flynn Tropics versus Sports Look. Um, this was definitely on on track to be a game of the week until Run TMC and Shocker City hit the schedule. 
Um, but this was definitely a marquee matchup. Two of the best teams, one and two in the power rankings, if I'm not mistaken, from what the interns ranked. Um, and uh, we had sports look plus three and a half point underdogs, and they did not cover. Flint would cover. Flint would actually dominate this game, 84 to 58. Uh, Jeff Norco and Dan Kay for sports looked at everything they could. They combined for 38 of the team's 58, but it was just not enough firepower to get over Flint. Greg, who had six players in double figures. Surprisingly, Mike Druin, one of their best scorers, was not one of them this week. But that's just a testament to the depth of Flint and how many great players that they have that can step up. They shot 55% as a team. Mike Bazzuto led the way, as he always does. Nick Japs right behind him um, in terms of scoring. But Tyler Japs, Greg, with one of his best games of his career. Um, Greg's over there flipping it on uh, oh, Twitter. Oh, 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 what? Whoa, who's that? Whoa, and there he is, Greg Horn. Greg, how you doing? I mean, look, this is what happens when I start thinking about Flint. I start thinking about our title parade, where I'm going to book. I was just about to book a flight because me and the Flint boys, we know we're going to hit Cancun after we win the ship. But, you know, that's regardless. Um, what we do in Flint Nation is simple. Penny shots. Caggiano to Bazzuto. How many times do I got to say it? Say it with me, Connor. Caggiano to Bazzuto. From Caggiano to Bazzuto. Yeah. Grown men. Yep. Sharpshooters. Yep. The star. Studs. The king. The goat, Mike Bazzuto, who's going to carry it home. King and you see, you see, look, you see this G? Yeah. Yep. yep. For Greg? No, 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 no. no. That's for TJ Gianni because he's such a G when he's banging those threes. And he's the oh. best shooter in the legacy leagues. I would bet any he'd outshoot anyone in this league. A G for Five. GOAT? What? A G for GOAT? G for G. Just He's just a G. He's just, you know, he's just like. Okay. I, I, look. He's not a GOAT. All I'm going to say is when Gianni is on fire, Flint doesn't lose. So he's not the GOAT, Greg? Look, there's only one goat in the Legacy League, and his name is Mike Davis. I'm not going to blast. I'm not going to speak. Yeah, TJ, TJ could be a goat, though. But he's the goat shooter. Now, see, nah, Mike Davis is the goat, goat shooter. shooter. Stop, he's stop, the stop, goat shooter. See what you're doing over here. Stop so, trying to get I, I, I'm trying to get Greg to say some stupid stuff. Look, Greg's been over there taking honey shots. You got to love him, man. Look, no, I'm not saying another one because you – but um, <laughs> I think that uh, – I think that <laughs> – TJ Gianni is the second best shooter of all time in Legacy League history. This man, Greg, you are an absolute legend. Greg Sharp joining us here on the pod, okay. making a guest appearance. That's what, always. That's what we do. Flint Nation. Flint Nation. Catch me, when, catch me when, the, when the ship and I'm at the parade. Flint, Michigan. Greg, we set a bunch of player props uh, for all these games. Let's get into how we did. The first, uh, let's get into this Flint Tropics game. The first one we did, we set uh, Ty Japs, his personal fouls were at four because uh, he got fouled out, I think, the week, the week prior. Um, I went under. I had a feeling he wasn't going to get four. Greg, you went over on that one, and you lost. How do you feel? Tyler? You're still welcome at the restaurant, my man. You're good. I love you, Tyler. Tyler balled. Uh, Tyler balled. See, Tyler had a great Very legend, man. He was producing on offense, so he wasn't worried about just fouling guys on defense because he actually wanted to stay in there and get his points. So shout out to Ty. He had one of his, had one of his best games of his legacy career, I would say. Um, and then the next game, Greg, two squad, Silly Senders. We had our boy Brendan former intern he had uh we had had two and a half three-pointers made um greg went over and said that he was going to hit at least three i went under the two and a half and brandon finished with zero three-pointers made i take that w greg how do you feel brandon what 
the fuck? I don't want to swear. Excuse my French. If there's a potential employee listening in the future, I mean, you probably turned it off after the headache shot. But if you did, you made it this wrong. I apologize for what I'm about to do. But Brendan. No. What was that? Two, three. I need two, three. You could have took like nine and got two. Like, I need effort. Brendan, show me the love. I had your back when you were an intern. I don't know. Maybe I did once. I'm trying to think of an example. I don't got anything. All right. Greg's on off the rails over there. We got to keep it moving. The best one of the night that we set was honestly this one we had with Joey Zacco in the TMC game. The former – or the former. The current commish. God forbid I say former. Um we had his combined steals, blocks, and rebounds set at four and a half. Joey heard this and made a, made a big deal out of it. Joey told his teammates. Joey told all the interns. Joey told the officials. Joey told everybody he can possibly tell that he had four and a half set by us, and that he had to break it, and he was going to destroy it. He was going to get a double-double. Sure enough, Joey finished with a combined six. He had uh, five rebounds, one assist. He covered me and Greg both uh, went under on that one and hold the yell. Greg, uh, any any thoughts to the commish uh, who smoked us on this one, but just barely, just barely. Yeah, um, Connor, if you'll join me, I'll, let's give a moment of silence. Yep. For the weekly rebound. Here, I'll get a little, I'll get a little vibe set. Yep. From Joe Cat and Sam, the OGs. Yeah. From me and Connor, mm. weekly rebound. Um, CEO of Philanthropic Nation. Mm-hmm. Joey, we apologize that we doubted you in your rebounding and stealing and uh, passing ability. Sincerely. Hope you can forgive us. And with that being said, we love you, Joey. We love you. Love you from the bottom of our hearts, Joe. Um, the next game, Greg. Uh, Redeem team versus Scott's Tots was a wash. We had uh, Dante at Bay combined steals. And rebound, or not steals, uh, steals and blocks set at five and a half because he's just a defensive monster. Um, and he did not play. He showed up to support his team, a great teammate that Dante is. He was there, he was watching, he was cheering them on, but he uh, he hurt his back. He told us playing in a basketball game um, just prior during the weekend. So um, definitely wasn't ready to go and still showed up to support his guys. So that player prop was a wash, uh, nothing in that game. So for the next couple of games, I think actually the last game, Nick Strong versus the Bricklayers, we had the total turnovers for the Bricklayers team set at 20 and a half, the under hit at 11. Um, I lost that one. Greg, you came through. You, you, you had a feeling that they were going to keep the under, the, the under there and, and keep the ball a little bit more safe than they did the week before. How do you feel about your boys, the Bricklayers, coming through for you? Yeah, so that's what the Bricklayers do, man. I mean, the Bricklayers run their club too. You know, they were doing their thing, you know. And that's that's why the bottle's looking a little low, you know. Jason Binder, that man can drink. Let me tell you, he had like eight shots. I was like, Binder, we have to cut you off. But that's what we do, you know. I love my guy Binder. He's always welcome, always. And you know, that's what you know. Bricklayers, they're they're coming along. They're starting to figure it out, and I think they're uh, they're doing their thing. Shout out to Bricklayers. I'll see you next Monday night. Greg, that honey bottle you had it for like only a week now, and that thing's already gone, my man. I mean, look, that's what happens after last night, Flint Nation. You know, we have the club. You know, the <laughs> I don't know where you – oh, you were with Rosinski probably eating that $1 uh, IHOP or something. <laughs> hey, IHOP's fire. Don't be disrespectful. IHOP is fire, but <laughs> – All right, let's get into the power rankings. You just talked about the bricklayers. They're at number 10. Uh, anything they, they, can, they can do to get out of that spot? Who do you think is their best chance to maybe catch a W on the schedule? Um, 
The playoffs. I think they're going to have that like last seat. It'll be what? 10-9. The playoffs when they'll be scheduled against like run DMC. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because doesn't Joey do the first two get a bye or something? I don't know if he does. But if he does the first two get a bye again, then they'll get made the senders or Scott's Tots and Bricklayer's got a shot, man. And then if you guys do, hey, drinks on me. Drinks on me at a restaurant horn. Horn restaurant. Hey, you know what? Eh, I'll think of a better name. Yeah. Longhorn Steakhouse is Longhorn good. Longhorn Steakhouse is a good one. Longhorn Steakhouse is another place that's fire if anybody knows. Um, so the centers, Greg, 0 4, they're number nine. Uh, thoughts on Silly Sanders and uh, their upward trajectory possibilities? I don't got shit like to say about the Silly Sanders until Brendan apologizes for making zero damn threes in a game. Zero! Get <laughs> the F out of here. Oh my god, if Brendan's listening, you're gonna smash. Get a dog. Oh my god. Nah, Greg, I love team. Number cool. eight. They're smart, but look, I'm still pissed about losing to them. Yeah, he's pissed. You've been losing, Greg. Number eight, we got Scott's Tots. How you feel about Scott's Tots, your boys with the laptop chargers? Uh, I like uh, I like what they're doing. I like the addition they made. I think that they're playing very good basketball. They really work the ball around well. They just I think they just need a, their shots just need to fall a little more. I think they're getting a little unlucky and I think it's adjusting to the eight and a half foot rims. So I think they're the Scott Scott Stotts, I think we'll get a few more wins coming up. At seven we got Toon Squad, Chad McCoy, Jaden Battle, Monsters. They're sitting at a, a nice two and two. Got a, you know their record five hundred now. Now they're looking to get it above five hundred next week, Greg. Uh, I think that these guys could can move up in the rankings for sure. No, yeah, I mean, again, look, my boy, Justin Riddell, keep shooting, my man. Drive to the hole. Keep you. They need you. This team needs you, I'm telling you. I know he had more than three assists, without a doubt, but – I mean, zero assists, but I'm just – look, Justin Riddell, do your thing. Keep attacking the rim. He going to have 10-plus next week. Do it for me. Greg, at number six, our boy, the J.J. Watts, Nick Strong. I mean, look. Impressive season, right? Would you would you say they're the most impressive season so far? They're the they're the best one and three team I might have ever seen in Legacy League history. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I agree. they they have the three best losses, you might say, uh, just the way that they competed with some elite teams that they might have been really outmatched by and really made them all close games and fought mm-hmm. hard till the end. So, um, even though they're one and three, that's why they're at six above a team like Toon Squad is two and two. So. Um, we'll see if, uh, how those guys do going forward in terms of what they get matched up against and how they do in those matchups. Um, Greg, for our number five, we got Shocker City, former ranked number one. Um, they were number five last week. They didn't move up this week. Obviously, uh, they didn't move down either. Um, it's tough to really move them far down on, on, below the top five because everybody knows that they, they truly are a top five team, but um, not playing like it right now. No, yeah, I mean, look, if they lose next week again, if they lose the Toon Squad next week, they will move. Oh, they, yeah, Toon Squad will move above them. They're moving down. And I would probably move Nick Strong ahead of uh, Toon Squad, uh, ahead of Shocker if they play Redeem well. Um, I just think that, look, Shocker City, it's, again, like I said, it's not talent with them. It's nothing. They just need to put it together. And once they do, they'll be a top three team, top two team once again. So one of the only two flip-flops that we had from last week was this number four team, Sportsbook, who moved down from three that we had them last week with their loss um, to the Flintropics this past week. Greg, uh, Sportsbook three and one, sent at number four. No, yeah. I mean, look, Sportsbook had a rough outing. Uh, no Marconi. And I think they'll be good. Uh, no Servos, too. I think they'll be good. Yeah. I think, just like Shocker City, I think they'll be back. 
they're just kind of figuring it out right now, you know, working on the regular season, working out all the kinks and getting ready, gearing up for playoffs. These top teams really, it's really about what happens come playoff time. So I think sports looks coming. They're one of the more talented teams and Acevedo is looking good. So sports looks looking good. Yeah, for sure. Once, when, if Acevedo turns up, I think that they could be a great team. Yeah. Um, we've seen Acevedo be a 25 plus point per game scorer. Um, if they can just get that from him on top of what you're already getting from Dan and John, um, and uh, of course, uh, Jeff as well. You know, these guys can be a really good team. And I think that they are a really good team. I don't think they can be. They, they can be a great team. They could be a title contender like they've shown in the past. Um, and uh, I think they got really good pieces. Just a matter of getting them all to show up for the for game days. Uh, Greg, at number three, we got one of the teams moving up. Uh, Redeem team taking that three spot now with th at sitting at three and one. Um, really impressive resume that they have now moving forward. Yeah, I mean, look, I've talked about Redeem a lot, so I'll keep it short and simple. I really like this team. I think they're one of the more complete teams in this league, and they're coming. Yeah, for sure. And I just love what Eric Singleton is doing in terms of his defensive prowess right now. He's stealing the ball left and right. I think he might be going for a single-season steals record. Uh, if he's on pace for that, keep an eye out because he's been truly a, a savant on the defensive end. At number two, Greg, uh, it's going to be run TMC still. Sin F. Morneau, um, of course, uh, the – you know, cast out the bag, Flint Tropics sitting at 4 0 as well in the one spot. Uh, just give me your thoughts on, you know, why Flint's ahead of Run TNC. I know there were some people who weren't satisfied with our, our takes last week on, in terms of justifying Run TMC at two and Flint Tropics at one. Look, this is 1A, 1B. Right now, Run TMC and Flint are honestly redeemed. Honestly, I'd say Flint TMC and Redeem are ahead of everyone right now by a good margin. I think that. Um, their wins have just been most impressive. Even Redeem, their one loss was to Flint by four in overtime. Yep. As Shocker City loses the TNT by 20, Flint beats Sportslook by like 30. I think it's just the, right now, don't get caught up in one, two, three guys because that doesn't mean anything. And you guys are the class of the league right now. Yeah, I wouldn't not include Sportslook in there as well. Um, mm -hmm. Beating Shocker City, they should be in that conversation. Um, but yeah, the Flint Tropics. Joey was like, hey, you said that we're at two because we've always been number two. It's like, I know that's like a tough day, but like, it's just like they fit the mold of a number two team and they fit it for so long. It's just what they've historically been. So obviously, like, um, I was content with moving them back down to two from what me and Greg always talked about. I had run TMC at one in my personal power rankings, but, you know, that was ultimately what I thought about. I was like, yeah, you know what? I guess they are number two because it's just that's just what they've been. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not number one in the league in terms of their talent right now and the way that they're playing. It might be the most well-played. So we'll know yeah. that. Yeah. So right now it's it's going to be really close to see how they're going to do. But that'll that'll decide it all and uh, make us look wrong or right. Run TMC versus Flint week six. So keep an eye out for that, Greg. That's going to uh, wrap it up for the power ranking segment. Um Let's get into the week five preview, Greg. So let's make these picks. And then when we're all done making picks, you can reveal how we're doing with our records, um, with the props and the pickums, And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it like that, Greg. So let's start it off with our week five preview in the Flint Tropics for Scott's Tots. We're going to have the Flint Tropics. We're going to set the line at minus 20.5-point favorites versus Scott's Tots. Um, Greg, who do you like in this matchup, Flint minus 20.5? Yeah, it's obvious. He's picking the Flint Tropics. Yeah, I'm going to get redundant. I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he, if anybody's listening, you're not watching, Greg just basically just flashes Flint Tropics jersey. 
He's with his boys at Flint, minus 20.5-point favorites. I'm going to take them to cover as well um, and, and jump on the Flint bandwagon with, with Greg. Greg, with Greg, Greg. Um, Ryan Caggiano, that's our guy. We're going to set him as the player prop in this game at made threes at 1.5. He's a sharpshooter when he's out there. He's a sniper. Uh, but uh, the, the thing is, they got so many guys that Ryan might not get a whole you know boatload of minutes. But when he's out there, he's easily capable of destroying this over. I'm going to take that over with ease. Ryan Caggiano, one and a half made threes. Same. Caggiano came up to me uh, after the game. He said his bookie from Flint's doing a great job this year. He hasn't lost a prop bet yet. And I'm hammering the over here. Caggiano's probably hitting three threes and maybe four. Yeah, I know. Maybe we would have set that a little bit too low, one and a half. Probably should have rose that up a little bit, two and a half. Because Maybe if Rye heard, he might catch some wind of this and uh, go crazy from beyond the arc. So we'll see how that goes. That's probably looking like an easy bet, taking me over on that one. Nick Strong versus Redeem team, Greg. Nick Strong plus eight and a half point underdogs versus Redeem here. Um, I'm actually going to take Nick Strong to cover the eight and a half just because they've done that so well in the past of covering spreads. But uh, I'd probably pick Redeem to win outright. Not like it matters. I'm taking Nick Strong with the points here. I'm going to go to Redeem. Um, I think that Redeem's full team will be back, and I think that they'll be ready. I think they're on a roll. I think they're really starting to get hot at the right time, at the perfect time, and it's the perfect storm, and I think Redeem will have a 11, 12-point win. Uh, we talked about Eric Singleton. His steals this season have been insane. We're going to make him uh, three steals, which, you know, three steals for most people is a really good game. But for Eric, that's, you know, kind of just another day at the office. We're going to set it at three with the over-under. Um, I'm going to personally go over. Going over as well, baby. Eric, will, he, he's just too good of a defender. He impacts the game in so many ways that he just finds those loose balls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and dude, he just he intercepts even uh, inbound passes on a consistent basis. I saw him do it like once or twice uh, just yesterday. So he finds ways to get steals literally all over the court. And it's not even uh, a question of whether uh, he can finish it once he gets it. He he gets those steals, Greg, and he's up the court in a blur and he's dunking on somebody. You know, it just gives him that, that momentum that you don't want to get in front of. And then he's leaping over people and putting people on bodies. He definitely had a dunk of the friggin' year um, last night putting it Blake Griffin style, just throwing it over somebody and then leaving him on the floor. So um, look out for Eric Singleton on the top five plays of the week this week. Um, Greg, Shocker City versus Toon Squad. Shockers minus 15 and a half point favorites here versus Toon Squad getting the 15 and a half points. Um, I'm going to pick Shocker City to come back uh, with a vengeance after taking a couple of L's and, and really hammer a big win here. So I'm going to take them to cover the points. I'm going to go Toon cover the points. I think wow. that will win, but I think Toon's playing good basketball. I think this will be a good test, and they'll really prove that hey, we're no slouch. Fifteen and a half is a lot of points, so that could be a you know they could easily cover that um, with with a quality performance. Jaden Battle, Greg, twenty three and a half points. We're going to set his over under at as the player prop in this game. Um, I think he's going to go under. I think Jaden will finish between eighteen and twenty in this game. I'm going over. I think that if Toon Squad's going to do what I said and compete like they are, Jaden's going to have to have at least 25. And I think he's such a good volume scorer that he can easily put 20. He's going to easily average 25, 27 per game this year. I like it. I like it. Um, next game, Greg Bricklayers versus the Silly Centers. Bricklayers going to be twus, uh, plus 28 and a half point underdogs here. So they're getting 28 and a half against the Silly Centers. So these Sanders haven't gotten a win yet, and they're uh, minus 28 and a half point favorites. They're probably wondering what the heck's going on here. 
Uh, that's for real. We really do think that they're going to have an authoritative win here over the Bricklayers. I'm going to pick them to cover that spread. I'm picking Bricklayers, baby. Uh, they proved me right last week, and I'm picking Bricklayers again, baby. Let's go. That's how we do it. I'll see you at my restaurant Monday night. Plus 28 and a half point underdogs. Greg's taking those points. He likes it. Greg, Jason Binder, your boy, eight and a half rebounds. Um, over under on that one. I'm thinking he might go over here. I'm going under. Uh, I think that he'll finish like seven, but I think that Bricklayers going to have a more all around game. I think his boy, 13, with the mullet, or not the mullet, the pulley tail, excuse me, will show up and he'll get some rebounds and supplement. And I'm going to go under. That's, that's true. If that guy shows up, he's definitely going to take some rebounds away from Bender. But, uh, Run TMC for Sportsbook, the last game of the week, Greg. Another good one here, really good game. Run TMC and Sportsbook, two of the top-ranked teams in the power rankings. Um, Run TMC is going to be minus eight, on, uh, minus, minus eight favorites here, uh, Run TMC. Sportsbook's the underdog, getting eight points. Um, I think Sportsbook's going to come out and, and, and rebound from that L. And they might not win this game, but they'll, I think, have – They'll deliver a quality performance. They said they came out flat this week. I don't think that's going to happen now that they've been kind of given a wake-up call. I agree. I think that um, – yeah, I agree. I think that sports look will put a good fight up. Jeff Norco is going to have a great game. Marconi will be there. Acevedo is going to have a good game. Sports look will do what they do, but I think in the end, Reggie Stewart will be the difference. Facts. And uh, Reggie Stewart, speaking of him, three-pointers made. He's been a sniper from beyond the arc. Struggling lately, the last couple of games in terms of scoring, but still delivering some incredible uh, numbers across the board. Reggie Stewart's three-pointers made is going to be set at three and a half as a player prop in this game. And I think he's going to go over that and have a breakout offensive game after two weeks of a little bit of an offensive slump. I agree. I got uh, probably four or five made threes. and Reggie will have a triple-double, and he will lead this team to a big win over Sportsline. So that's going to wrap it up, Greg, for our fourth episode together here on the Summer 19 Weekly Rebound Podcast. Um, any last thoughts for the viewers who listened uh, all this way? Flint Nation, baby, that's what we do. I love it. That's it. You at the championship. Flint Nation, baby, that's what we do. Um, some proposing takes there from Greg on the uh, on the pickups. Greg, oh, wait, before we go, before we go, I need you to let the world know, the few people that are even listening this far into the pod, how are we doing in the in the pickem so far? How, what, I'm just kicking my ass, seventeen, thirteen to fifteenth and fifteen. So that's the combined um, pickems right there in terms of uh, our props and obviously picking teams with the spreads. Um, so obviously, we, you know, our records aren't great. Um, so it's, it's been pretty even, you know. We did better on the picking games than props. Yeah, if our record was like really good, then we'd be like making like bad odds. The fact that we're losing a lot. You know, it shows that it's pretty hard um, to get some of these right when you start putting spreads on games. So last year, we didn't do spreads. We just picked outright winners, which, you know, in a lot of cases is pretty uh, pretty yeah. obvious unless you get a really good matchup. So this makes it more fun, makes it more interesting. We're having a good time. So that's going to wrap it up, guys. Be sure to drop a follow on the podcast on Twitter, um, at weekly underscore rebound. Tune into the audio version on SoundCloud. Listen while you're at work or wherever you guys may, uh, you know, have the time to listen to us. Pop your headphones in and and let it ride. So guys, once again, thanks for tuning in. As always, we'll see you guys next week.